Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, as Jared Brandon is not here tonight. Oh. He's uh, busy in Nashville. He sends his regards. He is sad and lonely. Um, <laughs> mostly sad. No, he's not lonely. No, that's right. He's got his... Uh, his lady. His friend. His lady. lady. Let it <laughs> Anyways, uh, but we do have... Rob Chafe, Matt Cowan. That's right. He's in the hizzy tonight. Hizzy? They say, yes. Uh, hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Ovec. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. Thrill <laughs> the death that you are listening to our show. Wherever you are, we hope you are enjoying it, and we hope you have a good day or evening, because then that'll just make us feel good. Yes. All right. We also have a very fantastical type guest on the line right now. Who are you, guest? Hey, this is Sean from Edge of Breakup. That sounds like my YouTube thing when I open up a video. Yeah. Some and once <laughs> Thanks in a while, for having me. Once in a while, you might forget it, and then it'll really scramble your brains. I did that on the last one. I was like, wait, what do I normally say? <laughs> Nothing like having a camera on to make you forget who you are for half an hour. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, we're, we're glad that you're here. Edge of Breakup. Now, for those um, crazy people that may not even know what that is, could you just give a very short explanation and where they can find you whilst they are listening? Yeah, Um you know, it's funny when you, if you watch enough shampoo commercials, you're going to hear the word lustrous right, about hair, right? Mm, yes. So if you watch enough guitar demos, you're going to hear the phrase edge of breakup because that is where you would set an amplifier to so that when you play soft, your guitar is clean. When you play hard, it starts to break up. So right. you can find me on Instagram under that name and also uh, on YouTube. Uh, I'm now on TikTok as well, although very uncomfortable with it, the entire premise. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I'm starting to do a little bit of Twitter, too. Um, but I think Instagram and uh, YouTube are the main are epicenter you, of the blast. Are so. you scantily clad and dance a lot on your TikTok videos? <laughs> I'm starting to wear a lot more deep V t-shirts, <laughs> if that's enticing. That's yeah. only fans, Toby. Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. Yeah. Sorry. Rot row. Uh, so that's. Can you erase that, Todd? Yeah. Uh, now, I was going to see, I had a little joke in my back of my head. I'm going to say it anyways. You know where else you see the edge of breakup? Where? Uh, watching a guy about six beers in at the local uh, pub on uh, date night. Ah. There you go. There you go. That was the worst punchline to I know. Ever. But, well, it would have been great uh, when um, I. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was when the band U2 uh, broke up. No, what? That was the edge of breakup. Man, that's really bad, Tony. That's like I, like I couldn't even. I didn't. I mean, straight. I said that straight faced, like a concerned citizen, like a concerned citizen. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna have a great time. We've got Sean from Edge of Breakup with that awesome intro. I gotta. I gotta do that. I gotta do mine like that. <laughs> Thanks He's for having Todd me. from the Guitar Knobs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you've got you've got some great channels out there. Uh, go check out. Unless you're driving or something, uh, go check that out so that you have some context as to what we're talking about tonight. Um, and let's see, let's go, shall we? Absolutely. Do it. All right, we got a couple of announcements we need to thank. Road! Gee, many Christmas, man. You're giving me the red lines on here. Red lines. Red, uh, that's right. Road, road mics. put those red lines on there for a reason. Yeah, to tell you to be quiet. All right, so. Um, it's not working. <laughs> 
Yeah, it actually <laughs> says that in the manual. It says, tell Tony to shut up. <laughs> uh, we got, we got our, our buddies down at uh, Road in Australia. Uh, so we want to say a big fat thanks and a big thank you to Nick for being our guy down there helping us out. We love um, Nick. And I also wanted to give a, a really nice thank you to uh, our friend at Sweetwater. Now, all of you out there probably have a friend at Sweetwater who have called you maybe once or twice <laughs> or 20 times. I have several friends. I actually it's, have a call coming in right now. <laughs> it is it is, it is. is one of the things that we, we love and also, you know, sometimes it can be like, I mean, for Pete's sakes, I just bought some pics or something. Do, hey, hey, get this. Get out of here, dog. He's got a bone. Okay. Okay. So Rob's got a dog in here tonight because, you know, he's sad or something and can't it's be nice left at home. Dog. You, you say that like like Rob's got a rhinoceros in here. Todd, why, I did, why I do you did hate say dogs? it's okay. I don't hate dogs. You hate dogs. I don't hate dogs. I think you do. I, dogs are like Stratocasters. Do you eat hot dogs? No, I don't. See, you hate dogs. Right. Anyways, back to back to uh, Sweetwater, our friends at Sweetwater. Look, we all acknowledge it, their service is fantastic. Top notch. Agreed. And uh, it's like you order it, you put the phone down, and it's on your doorstep. Not quite. Um, Almost. I'm actually happy when they call, to be honest. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that big muff for a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, so I got a call like seconds after I placed an order yesterday. Mm, yep. And I was like, cream mini Christmas. And I was at work and I was like, come on, guys. Like, what? I all I did was buy a little thing. Like, what do you need to talk to me about? What'd you buy? Well, you, you've, hold on. You've got a regular rep, like you, one rep assigned to you, right? Yes. Okay. All you got to do is just next time he calls, just say, hey, bud, I appreciate the phone call. Just follow up with an email. They'll never call you again. Well, yeah, but 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 I sometimes you do need to talk. Oh, like like our well, friend Sean Todd just said. Misses that. Let well, me get well, on with well, the story, I'm man. Like the courtesy stuff. I'm just, okay. Never all right. It's right. the only time I've this. ever been happy to get that call for a Sweetwater. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Tell him to send an extra bag company. of candy. So here's the deal. And they, but he texted me too, and I said, "Really, a, a phone and a text? Okay, let me see what's going on." Well, he said, hey, the thing you just ordered is actually backordered. Uh, and I was like, wow, thank you for letting me know. And I said, like, like, are we talking about like a couple days, a week? And he's like, like, probably about two months. And I was like, ooh, that's good to know. Thank you. Unlike another thing that I just got recently uh, that I ordered in December and just showed up the other day. Really? So, yeah, it was wow. ridiculous. That's redunkerous. Anyways, um... So I bought a, uh, a, a 20 dB um, XLR line attenuator to help with the little demos that I'm doing, the, the little one-minute wonders. Because I came in and I said, Rob, um, John, you're Rob. I said, John, yep. over here at, at Finley's like, yeah, Todd, what do you want? He's, John's so grumpy. And I said, I want you to check out, this is exactly how I'm recording the stuff to put on on the internet and I want to make sure that I'm doing the best I can. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm getting the best sound for people that are bothering to listen. And so he checked out a few things and, and made a few adjustments and I was very happy about that um, uh, within logic. And he said, you know, the biggest thing that you can do to help is to get a line attenuator because it is just going to help. Cause like, I mean, on the, little presonus usb thing he's like dude i was at like one and the levels were like through the roof I, there's nothing I, I can't make it any lower mm -hmm. and this will really help and give you clarity in your signal and it'll be much easier to listen to and it won't sound blown out and i was like thanks john 
So, hey, everybody. Boy, I bet you can't wait to hear the next One Minute Wonder. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Especially through your phone speaker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, so I wanted to say a big thanks to Colin Blue, my Sweetwater rep, for for hooking us up and having a, we had a nice chat on the phone too. That's the thing, you know, they, you know, they get interested. Anyways, so there you go. Uh, and then the next thing we have, everybody, we've got a, wh- what? What do you? I don't know what these looks are about. Yeah, Tony's just giving me looks. He feels like he's being left out or something. So here is. Why I doesn't got, Colin call me? I don't know. Because you not have your, your own person. So Sean was asking <laughs> me about that. this. He said, that. he said, Todd, have you got any? Uh, have you got any uh, letters in from listeners? Go ahead and say that. Steve. Oh, right. Yeah, I was before this. We were saying that. Yeah. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did actually, Sean. Thanks for asking again. Um, so here we go. It says, uh, "Hey guys, I have quote heard unquote a lot about Sun Amps." More specifically, from quote Doom guys, Doom who seem to love them. Uh, I saw a listing for a Sun 190L head with a matching 312 cab, parentheses odd, but it looked pretty cool, and I thought, it, oh, and it made me think twice when I realized Doom was not even around when these amps were made, late 60s, early 70s, I think. Correct? Question mark. So, are these as good as everyone says? Question mark. Are they? Good for things besides doom? Am I in for expensive repairs? Thanks, Steve T. Hmm. So, amp expert, Rob. Tony. Mm, Todd. (laughs) Hot potato. (laughs) What? I'm Rob. You're the amp expert. Just, Just give us what I just... I don't know anything. I honestly really Sun don't amps. know anything except that when I see them up there, people seem, you know, like that. It looks cool and they seem to be highly sought after. Is this listener in Hollywood now? I don't know. I, think- I don't, it, I don't have any listing of where they are. So, anyways, um, Sun Amps. Okay. Uh, I've, I've never heard a Sun Amp that I was overly impressed with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not necessarily always a bad thing. Um, they're very. Loud. They're very loud, typically a lot of headroom, um, but they don't have much of a unique tone in any way. It's very utilitarian yeah. is how I think about it. It's, it's more of a platform or yeah, what? Yeah, a good pl- pedal platform. Yeah, yeah that's why I mean, pedal platformer. It's just very what you put into it is what you get back generic. out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah g- generic, but not necessarily in a bad way if that's what you want. But it's not like a, a Fender Twin or Super where, yes, it's loud and clean, but it also has its own characteristic or... Uh, I would assume it would have to have, like, be able to carry the lows really, really, really well. Like when I when I've seen them, like I, they're you know they're playing big giant you know the drop. They're they're, they're not particularly bassy or have a lot of lows or anything. If anything, I would say it's it's a tight low mid, but okay. not necessarily bass, but more of a tight low mid. Um, they're very affordable. Like average, you can get a, a Sun usually three to five hundred, maybe six hundred. Really, bucks. they seem well at least here. When I see them on Craigslist, really? uh, they're yeah, well, they're usually about a thousand bucks. Well, maybe they've jumped up, but but historically, whenever somebody well, now it, that we've talked about it, yeah. I mean, yeah, seventy five thousand dollars. Sean, have you had experience with Sun Amps at all? 
No, I haven't actually. I, I can picture them in my head, but I have not played one. I, I will guarantee that there's probably expensive repairs for any vintage. Amp, well, though. yeah, I mean, any because it's 70s and most of them haven't been maintained. So that that's yeah. usually where I see them is somebody will bring them in. I'll give them an estimate of three, four hundred dollars because it needs all the filter caps done and, you know, some sure. pretty extensive stuff. And then they go, oh, well, that's almost the value of it. So, no. Hmm. So is it simply just that other people have them at the shows I'm, I'm, are, I'm, I'm like, betting it might the reason, they do look really cool well, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to guess the reason that maybe it's got this little niche thing for yeah. it is that um, they are affordable generally speaking compared to another 100 plus watt all tube amp right um, and uh, you know so if you buy one six let's say seven eight hundred bucks even that's still affordable for sure. what it is you know but, and it's very utilitarian just generic you know I right. thought we saw the Suns were mostly solid state. No. No, they're tubes. Well, well, they did make solid state stuff, too. Yeah. But no, most of, well, the earlier stuff was tube. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So anyways. Okay. Well, what about that weird 312 speaker? Is that like any... That makes it special. Does it? Yes. I've never seen the Sun with a 312, but... 312. Take your word for it. Mm -hmm. Cabinets are 312s, yes. Really? I've never so, seen the Sun. And then they've got bigger cabinets than that, too. But I yeah. mean, I've seen okay. different cabinets, but this one yeah. in particular, I, I guess, apparently you was know a 312. And I don't, that makes sense, because I mean, uh, most of the time, people just bring me in the head, so I don't see the... Sound, sounds very triangular. Mm. Not quite as triangular as, like, the Rickenbacker Transonics. What? Triangular? He has so much just worthless info. I don't even know what You've he's talking about. You've never seen the Transonics mm -mm. that have the slanted cabinets? Nope. Led Zeppelin played them? I don't think Sounds so. Sounds like Arctic, them. Mon or Arctic Monkey. Uh, three Monkeys do that, too. Similar, It's but theirs is actually a little more complicated. Did that. No, not slanted like that. Sort of Rickenbacker, what's it called? It's called a Rickenbacker Transonic. I thought Fox did that, too. No, not like this. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, you would know. Nope, I have never seen those before. You never saw those? No. Oh. That is definitely retro. Was that like 60s, early 70s? Uh, late 60s into 70s, yeah. Uh, Zeppelin toured with them for okay. like early 70s. They're cool looking. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They must sound okay. Yeah. Never tried one. Well, uh, so, so uh, I guess they're <laughs> yeah. pretty okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. But expect high repair bills. Yeah. I mean, Any vintage amp. I mean, that, that, that's bingo. the long and short of it. You know, it's cool to own old stuff, but it's going to need fixed. There you go. Wasn't that like, didn't Wampler come out with like a tube head and cab combo that was like very generic just for pedal platform, didn't have its own character? It was like, it was yeah. black and white a couple of years ago. Yeah, okay. I think. You, oh, who was Yeah. Somebody made, the, the, there is the, the Wampler. No, Wampler. I mean, oh, he, he actually. Well, well, because Wampler's distributed by Bat, Batuki Amps Distribution Bad. Yes. And and he partnered with them to, okay. to make okay. an okay. amp for a heartbeat. <laughs> That's about it. All right. <laughs> Well, that was a great question, and we're grateful that we could uh, talk about it and answer it. Um, I don't know that we solved anything or nope, got any really. smarter, really. Nope. But at at least you know we we learned about a little Rick, bit about we it. We learned about, about Rickenbacker transonic amplifiers. To, yes, this is true. Why am I thinking that you're man, still stuck on this box? I thing. am. I no, no. The, like no. Maybe, like, maybe, like coffin, maybe. well, uh, yeah. uh, oh, there's a, there is a vox that go. looks kind of like that, uh -huh. but not coffin shaped. Well, the, no, no, no. I mean, with the head on top, you know. Like yeah, the when head the head's on, the yeah, lower. okay, yeah, mm -hmm. in a in a chrome cage, polyagonal, polyagonal. That's yeah. a that's a twenty dollar word. <laughs> yes. Damn. Okay, so again, Todd is half right. I love it. <laughs> Todd as long is always I'm half right. I'm good. <laughs> 
Todd is always half right. <laughs> to be half you, right all the time. Yeah. He's, he's what you'd call a half wit. Right. Ooh. Wow. Uh huh. Wow. Anyways, that's going to cost you, Tony. Oh, no. um, all right. So now let's move on to what's going on in our music world this week. We're going to start out with. Our friend Rob over here. And then we're going to, I mean, just kidding. Starting we're going to start with, with Tanya Bolonsky. Yes. Well, Tony's, Tony's usually right there. Ah. So I pointed in the wrong direction. And then, and then, and then Sean is going to enlighten us with whatever is going on in his awesome musical world. Would you like me to go yes, now? Yes, please. Todd? Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Wow. Thanks for opening. <laughs> yeah. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. Yeah. Um, well, this is actually kind of a fun, fun week. Um, uh, a good friend of the show. Mike Robinson from Eastwood Guitars. He's been a guest. Yeah. Um, and Eastwood, they have Eastwood Guitars as well as Revoltas, which are designed by Dennis Fano. And down in Nashville, Nashville, they have a um, a kind of combined showroom production area. Yeah. So they, you know, uh, Dennis Fano does his Novo guitars, and um, they bring in the Revoltas, which are made overseas, but they're all brought in and set up by Tex. Uh, in this same area, mm-hmm. super cool guitars, and, and and you know Dennis Fano has just the perfect eye for guitar design, in in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story even longer, um, Mike and I have done some uh, some trade work over the you know over the years. I make some pick guards for him if he has like a custom run, and um, I sent him a, a batch a couple of weeks back, and he says, oh, this is great. You know, if, if, you're, if you're interested in more ter- trade, I can always use more guards. So I said, okay. <laughs> I, I, I went on to uh, the website, and um, I've wa- been wanting to get a Revolta, and uh, they just released a um, semi-hollow, uh, kind of like an ES-335, but more a little offset shape. It's kind of a cross between a 335 and like a Starcaster. Mm-hmm. And the F holes look really cool on it. Uh, it's got a six in line headstock. It's it's just, you know, it, it's very they're tasteful F holes. I think some people are not tasteful with yeah. The F holes. It, it, it's just it too looks open. Great. It's like man, I don't need to see all of the guitar inside. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So um, I talked to, uh, I sent an email back to Mike. I said, well, you know, I see you've got one here, and um, what would you think about doing a trade for that? And uh, he said, well, that's going to be an awful lot of pick guards. I said, yeah, it will be. But um, uh, we went back and forth uh, you know, a, a little bit. He sent me, what's your, what's your, uh, is this your current mailing address? Did and, you give it mine? Uh, yes, I no. put, yeah, I did Smart put man. yours down there. And, That'll uh, get you out of the jam you, you got yourself into a couple minutes ago. Ah, which was that. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, it's. Uh, I got notice today that it is shipping from Nashville. Should be here. Might be here this weekend. That's awesome. Monday at the latest. It's just a cool looking guitar. I mean, I, I like the other uh, guitars in the Revolta line too, but I just I do really like semi holo guitars. Yeah. And uh, this is a cool one. And it's nat. You said it's natural finish. It's good natural finish. Yeah. They call it. Uh, I forget what, what the terminology they use. Natural. Some, something glow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> natural. That's the finish they call it. It's natural glow. Wood glow. <laughs> but uh, but it's cool. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a full report here, hopefully, by the next podcast. Neato. We can check it out, bring it down, and we'll see what, uh, what everybody thinks. I like it. I like it. He's a fascinating designer. I mean, there's probably documentaries 
all you can read about Leo Fender or Seth Lover, but I think I'd love to watch a Dennis Fano. Oh man, um, yeah, documentary at some point, you know. And, and that's the weird thing is sort of like if you think about back in the day, like where people in wonder about you know Leo, where people in wonder about the people <laughs> that were making the, the that boy got kicked in the head by a horse. Yeah, I mean they weren't there. There probably wasn't the like oh wow this guy's. What the mystique and blah, 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 blah. So now we've got this guy who's doing really fantastic things. Oh, yeah. Uh, over and over and, and over again. And to be appreciated in one's own time, you know? Uh, right, right. Well, I appreciate him. Yeah. I mean, the, the Novo stuff. He was a I super mean, nice guy when we got to yeah, meet him. Yeah, we got to got to meet him. He's, oh, really? He's, yeah. he's super chill, and, and but, you know. He's, I mean, it's just the stuff that he comes up with is fantastic. The first time I ever saw Fano was probably on the, when I started watching a lot of YouTube guitar stuff, the Living Room Guitar cha Channel. Yeah. Um, forget his, the gentleman's name. He's great. But he was always playing a Fano in the early days mm -hmm. with uh, Firebird pickups in it, I remember. Mm -hmm. Really yeah. nice. And the Novo stuff now that, you know, that he's involved with is uh is really good and then he this you know sub group the the revolta line is just really nice yeah i mean it's I, i've got yeah, it's pretty affordable yeah the revolta <laughs> line i think is is very affordable the novo stuff can be a little pricey but they're they're cool guitars it's pricey. No, novo it's more of just you look at them and you're like that's a that's a matter of time for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is it, it's it is. happening i just don't know when yeah and it's kind of like, it still feels, it's not like, oh, I'm getting it to a guitar that's been the exact same thing for like 75 years or something. It's like, no, these are new and they're they're changing. And who knows, yep. maybe there won't be any more of these later. Maybe he bails on that like on Fano and it does something totally well, different. Well, he like, didn't bail on Well, no, no, no. I don't mean bail. Like he was like, no, see you, Fano. How you dare know? you? Especially since it was na his name on. Yeah, the no. But what I mean is starting a new project. <laughs> Let me rephrase that for everybody. Don't throw rocks at me. Okay. Oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> We've derailed already. Yeah, it's great. All right, let's check in with Sean. What's going on in your music world uh, that is probably hopefully shorter than whatever Tony was talking about? I don't know if I can guarantee that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, musically right now, I'm I'm just going into the chasms of information about like the band and Bob Dylan and all that era. And so every night I'm putting my kids to bed with like the last waltz and read Levon Helms you know, biography and Robbie Robertson's. So I'm just really getting obsessed with that stuff and learning all their catalog by ear. And so when you hear me playing demos, a lot of times I'm just kind of improving over to the band chords <laughs> a lot of times yeah, in my cool. head. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know if you guys are into that kind of stuff, but, um, yeah, I, I like I like a lot of it. I'm not as big a fan of the band, uh, but uh, you know they have their place. That's also one <laughs> of those matter of time things. Is like is like some point I'm probably gonna like get it. Virgil Kane is my name. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it took me like I'm turning forty this year, and it took me until like probably two years ago to finally click with it. It was interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, there's some great and, uh, uh, documentaries actually. Uh, I think there's one called The Last Waltz. Yes, there is. Yeah, that's uh, is that on that's not on Netflix. I think it's on uh, Hulu. Yeah, it's, it's a Hulu. documentary all about their last concert yeah. together in uh, San Francisco's Winterland Ballroom. Yes, very good. Yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like a historian like me. I you know I got to hear uh, he was um, who was 
somebody was interviewing Robbie Robertson mm-hmm. about the, about the band mm-hmm. and um, talking about how I'm trying to think. I think it was like on the, one of the, like the Tom Petty, um, one of the Tom Petty guys in the band. They all they all have their own um, Sirius XM radio channel. Oh, I, oh. I feel like, or, or at least segment on Tom Petty Radio. I'm, I think it was there. I could be wrong. Anyways, he was talking about how um, it was it was so crazy playing with Dylan because mm. he was like, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a complete guess at whatever was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you couldn't count him in. He would count you in <laughs> Yeah, to start the song. So I, I, th- I just thought that was really fascinating because you have all these extremely talented guys who after a while kind of figured out how to do that and how that actually shaped their own music. Yeah. So very natural. I mean, they weren't like a jam band improvisers, but they could sure improvise a set with no plan ahead of time. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Gear wise, I've been kind of just obsessed with my Benson Vincent, which is kind of the the channel switching two twelve model. Chris's stuff is just every day I find something else I like about it. There's just a million little microclimates of oh yeah, like the the volume is here and the gain is there and the EQ. There's just, he has a way of packing in so much value into like just four knobs. It's, it's really wild stuff. And, um, yeah. Those are another one that get an awful lot of um, recognition, a lot. Almost, I feel like there's a pretty high percentage of people that come on the show and who actually own one of those or, a, or a, you know, a monarch or, you know, whatever yep. it may be. Um, and shockingly, we were lucky enough to have him on. Uh, I think it was uh, what what episode was that? That was episode fifty nine. Fifty nine. Oh he my took god! Took a chance on us. Fifty nine episode. Yeah. Boy, he sure did. Yeah, I mean, and that was when he was still covering him in the uh, uh, like the the pillowcase fabric. Right. So he's such a wonderful guy. Like so yeah, humble, super, super nice. nice dude. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was when we started to get okay at what we were doing. So you might want to go back and <laughs> check out that episode. But don't listen to 58. It was horrible. <laughs> it probably was. I, listen, anybody who is going backwards or starting from the beginning, like skip the first 20 or so. Just to st- it, I couldn't. Yeah, it would be very hard to listen to that now. I got to admit, like from my point of view, I'd, I'd be just cringing. Anyways, um, Okay, so uh, Rob, what's going on, buddy? Um, placed a big two border. Actually, two two big two borders this week. I, I, not a tuba. Not a tuba order. A tuba is a big instrument. Yeah, it is. That'd be a lot of freight. And if two tubas would be uh, that, that, that comes woo. in a crate. Yeah, yeah. Drop it on my driveway. <laughs> yeah. No, um, actually, I, uh, uh, I, I was. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I could Predicting, see the, inspired. I could, I could see the future. Oh, uh, uh, on Monday I called. You were a soothsayer. Yes. So yeah. So with everything going on in in Russia and everything, there's only two active tube factories. We've talked about that because China's out of commission right now. So you yeah. got Czechoslovakia with JJ, right? And then all the new sensor, Electroharmonics, Tungsol, Muller, all that comes out of Russia. So and they're providing more than half of the tube supply right now in current production. So really? I was like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they do a lot more than JJ does. Um, when you say you placed a big order, what's a big order of tubes? Yeah. Now, for me, I'm not manufacturer, just repair. Um, I ordered, 
I think just around 300 pieces oh, from new sensor son. and like <laughs> 200 from JJ. And I've, and, and let me back this up. I'm currently sitting on almost a full year of inventory. I probably got about 800 tubes in stock, <laughs> but well, I mean, if things go real South here, uh, can I, I, I buy stock in that stock that you got? Sure. And, and we'll speculate on, on so we'll do another big shortage. order. Like, on, like yeah. Well, well, no. Well, and then so, we can repair them. So, so my rep at, at New Sensor, I wanted to get, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, 50 of these tongues whole preamp tubes. He's like, you better order 100. I was like, well, but I only need 50. He's like, right. But depending on how much you order is how much we release. He's like, we're rationing already. Uh. So, so I said, so if I order 100, he's like, you actually get 50. And you might get uh. 50 in six months. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so, yeah, and this was before the, the invasion happened. So. Good thing I still have my PV Classic VTX. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so I'm, I've, I'm, after this, I should have stock for at least this whole year, some of next year, because, you know. You never know. Th- yeah. I mean, if, if, the, if we embargo Russia to the point that they're not shipping any tubes to us, that'll hit the end of this year, early next year, we'd run out of stock. Yeah. So. And then it's, yeah. that'll be right when my tubes break right at that yeah. moment. That, yeah. And, and all of a sudden, a, what was a $25 6L6 will be 250 bucks. So anyways, that's my music week is spending lots of money on tubes that uh, I'm not nice. going to use for a year, but I'd rather have them than be stuck out of work because I don't have parts. Well, the, the, again... We've talked about this before. The space program is growing. You can get do the tube repair business. Well, well, the problem with that is that I was I was working out a deal uh, with the cosmonauts to take me up because that was the cheapest way. SpaceX. Well, see, I can't believe there's not one up there in Toledo doing this. I mean, that was like the glass. One, one capital of the tubes. They, they never the made tubes. Well, I know, but they they're famous for glass. Toledo's famous for glass making. Be- between the cost of labor and and what? OSHA, am I wrong? A tube a tube made in Toledo would cost you like I'm I hey a down payment on a car. Well, if you, <laughs> you know? can't get one, then yeah. Well, you know, I do have a PVVTX. For yeah. Sample. Okay. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Hold on, your shawl stadiums. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's my music. Classic thirty. Yes. Um, okay. How about you, Todd? Uh, actually, yeah, Todd. yeah, well, I had, uh, so maybe, maybe some of you recall me talking about, uh, the base called Stinky. Yes. So I have a, speaking of PV, I have a 1981 PV Fury base, which I got for a steal Wait, out of, a, a out 19 of like, what? pretty sure two crackheads with a Taurus. 19 what? I think it's an 81. PV I mean, had the best names. I, I, had, a ra- I had a Rage 108. You had a Fury base name. It's fantastic. Sure. I tried to date it. Yeah. We'll, we'll check that later. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I'm sorry. Uh, Sean, you want to you wanna go ahead? Oh, uh, I was just a, saying. He had a Rage. PV had the, PV had the best names. Rage. Fury. Fury and the, I had a Rage 108 yeah. solid yeah. date yeah. amp. But it said terrible. Fury really, really small and in cursive <laughs> writing. It's just kind of funny. It's like, <laughs> Fury. Anyways, it's a great... It is, I really like, the, the neck on the thing is fantastic. It is a really nice neck. It's all, like, it's a it's a really good instrument. Was it, is it a USA made one? It's a USA, yeah. I'll and tell this you is, a little, little this something. This is back when it still, had, so it has, it's got the pinstripe around the headstock. It's got the, you know, the pointy PV uh, logo and the script, you know, uh, the script name on it. Yeah. And it's just a P base yeah. essentially, um, except it's a little bit thinner, yeah, um, and a little bit more ergonomic, yeah, and uh, all maple neck. 
No. No. Uh, no. And uh, anyways, so the th- the reason it's called Stinky is that I like I said I in I got it in the middle of Ohio, and I'm pretty sure it's from two crackheads who had it in the back. Uh, they've t- got broke into somebody's basement and stole it. I'm not really sure. I don't think that's the case. That's definitely not the case. I don't have a stolen base. Anyways, um, when I opened it up, you know, I put it on the ground, opened it up, and I was like, cool. And he's like, 125 bucks. And I gave him the money in, and he got in the car, and they were like, Rrr! and I was like, that was odd. Put it in my car, <laughs> took it back home, opened it up, and then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it... Stench? The Basically, it was a... It was a litter box. Oh. So... It's just reeked of beer, cigarettes, and cat urine. It was, oh, I mean, the combination mm. is... So what are you going to do with that? It, the tang it produced was something <laughs> amazing. Anyways, it was extremely smelly. I have, and it, and it had the, the, the really great old molded case yeah. with the PV on the front and everything. It's a great case. It's a great setup for 125 bucks. Why am I? I can't, I can't. It's good stuff. Yeah. It has taken years to get the smell out. And if you put the base back is in it, the is case. It, is, the, is the base stink or is it the case? They both stink. Okay. Because, well, and then when I got the base, I had to take the cover. Like, I was just like, well, this thing's disgusting. And I took the foam. I, I, no, I didn't take the foam out, but I took the, um, the pick guard off, which all the electronics are on. Mm. And underneath, it was just like. <laughs> it was like a toilet in there. And I was like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> I had to clean that out and everything. So the cat had been peeing cat in the base? And beer. And, and lots of heavy cigarette smoke. Oh. Anyways, uh, it is it is m- much more manageable. It's a faint smell, but you can still kind of go, what's that? Anyways, uh, the the pickup had dropped out of the plastic recently because my daughter's playing it i posted a picture of my daughter playing the bass with the old pv rig and everything and uh, she came home and she said hey does this look right and you couldn't see the poles anymore but the pickup was still down there and so i took it over to my buddy chase and uh we basically put all new electronics in it smart Uh, really he did such a great job and um the we kept the same pickups in there and Mm -hmm. it sounds fantastic and it plays great and so, yeah. Nice. Could he get rid of the rest of the smell? No. <laughs> was, he, was he like but it, uh, N95 no, well, he, and rubber gloves? He's, and, like, he's like, I got to see this stinky thing. He's got this really kind of cheery like way of looking at things. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> like, yeah, this thing stinks. <laughs> you thought you were making it up? Yeah. Or? No, he did. He uh, he really he, he got a quick uh, lesson in, in the stinky. Anyways, but okay. now it's a thing. We can't get rid of stinky. I can't sell it. It's, it's, <laughs> Who are you going to sell it to? Well, yeah. But so, no, somebody no, that has but it doesn't, no, no olfactory. It's not this, it doesn't stink so bad now. It's just like if you if you put your nose up to you, you're like, okay, this is this has got some Are you still putting it. it back in the case? Like, you, well, Because the case is probably recharging the smell right, every time right. you put you're, it in there. You're not wrong, but I can't get myself to part with the case because where am I going to find another PV, molded PV base case of that year? Like, Someone's got to specialize oh, Tony, in refurbing yeah, PV cases. I, I, I was saying pretty much any pawn shops probably yeah. got a half dozen in the back. Well, if I find one or if anybody knows of one, I'd be willing to, uh, you know, investigate that. Yeah. So, How many pick guards would that be worth? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> one and yes. a half. 
Yeah. Uh, anyways, so, oh boy, we got more stuff to talk about. Speaking of good things to talk about, I just want to bring up our friends at Tour Gear make a really fantastic product. What and, is it? Well, it is the Tour Gear patch cables, Ooh. which if Jared was here, um, he would eventually get out. It's the connecting thing. Yeah. the little <laughs> tiny tops, and, then, and they're flat. They're very flat. It's fun trying to to see if if how that will go. Paddle uh, connectors. Yes. So anyways, they do make a really great product. And um, w- one of the things that um, I'm hoping to do is actually get a, a sample of those out to new patrons. Oh, that's a very good yeah. idea. Yeah. So we're switching a couple things up and just, you know, getting at least, you know, just one in there and going, hey, here's, you should try this. That's really good stuff. Trying to get them hooked. I think you should get the W cables that I, that I like so much. Yeah. Lots of those. Anyways, if you go to tourgeardesigns.com and you decide to order a bunch, you can use the guitar knobs and save 10% off your order. And um, That's all one word, isn't it? That is all one word. And the 10% is mighty nice. And much like Sweetwater, those things ship really fast. And Good we'll call there. you right after you buy it. Like, yeah. as soon as you order. <laughs> they, they will not do that. And if you live in Canada, we're told they get delivered by the owner in person, by car. Yeah, I, don't, wow. I don't know that they can guarantee that. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so check out com, And they got some new products there, too, which we're going to have to dig into. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so that'll be exciting to talk about in the future. Thank you, Tour Gear, for sponsoring our four on the floor. What? Let me... Let me let me get get a little bit of this. A little bit of this. Of this. That's fine, just like that. Yep. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Sean from Edge of Breakup. I said it like you say it. What is your four on the floor? <laughs> Thanks. You're contractually obligated to say it that way. Um, <laughs> So I got to start where every board, I think, should start with fuzz. So I'm going to go King Tone uh, Mini Fuzz. The, the tough choice is silicon or germanium there, and you can't really lose either way. But uh, the silicon cleanup on that is really, really nice with the treble bleed and the strat. So I'm going to go with that for first and chain. Let me ask um, you a question before you yeah. motor on through this. You're blazing through this. Am I? Okay. No, that's okay. It's okay. Well, you know, <laughs> we're just messing around with you. Uh, so do you prefer a germanium or silicon? on fuzzes in particular yeah i see merits to both honestly i i think there's a textural thing with silicon um cleanup i'm all about the volume knob with fuzz so um that being said the the kind of wooliness of that germanium i think that's like the the leading industry term to describe germanium fuzzes wooliness Mm -hmm. warmness um you know Jesse's a good friend of mine, and we we talk pretty often. And I I had to end up buying both of those, so uh, <laughs> it's nice that they're the same form factor. I could just swap them on and off with each other. That's cool. Can you can you really hear a huge difference between the two, or is it a matter of taste? I think it's a little bit of note attack on the silicon. I like to. This is where it gets really uh, subjective, but. It, it almost feels like stepping on fall leaves when you clean it up. <laughs> like it's kind of crisp on the attack. That's something I'm very uh, describing yeah. wine or coffee now. I feel like you're going to pour me a nice glass of chilled Chablis. <laughs> <laughs> Which that doesn't exist, a nice glass of <laughs> To be clear, though, I mean, I, I do have a demo that showcases both of them and I got a lot of comments back on that saying, I can't actually tell the difference. I'm like, yeah, I think that's fair. It's it's a little bit of a feel thing, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. Did I can you did you t- use the uh, the fall leaves uh, analogy? No you comments like that. I'm just see? like pretty sure you're on your phone listening to and telling me you can't hear the difference. So yeah, <laughs> or NPR. Awesome. NPR. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. No, let me ask you one more question on your board. Do you, are you a person who is like all germanium must come before the tuner or something? <laughs> you know, it's funny, like the tuner and wah, and fuzz battle for first and chain is it's so I don't know I I'd like the Benson germanium fuzz a lot too because you can kind of get away with putting other stuff before it um, uh-huh. but even if you can do that you still can't clean it up with your volume knob if there's something between the fuzz and you so I mean the Benson lets you do that because it has the impedance knob which is nice right um, I would actually rather not have a tuner on the board and find another way to do it. Or put the tuner later in the chain and turn the buffer off, mm-hmm. just so the fuzz can still be first. Because to me, that's the most important. Right. Okay. So that answers the question. You do try to isolate the any sort of germaniumness before it goes into the rest of the signal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, some tuners have a lot of problems with that. Others don't. I think the Polytune ones um, by TC, you can turn off the buffer, which helps. Yes, but, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually that's only the, the Polytune three, you can do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, see what's number two. So once I get the fuzz taken care of, I think it's, you know, this is a, this is a pretty small board we're talking about though. So I want to cover kind of like an amp like drive situation and bring in a little mod. And I think like a real power player for that is the, um, what was the revival trim is now the deluxe 61 by origin effects. Hmm. You guys played those? I have I, not. I have not either. Nope. That it makes is one of the most gratifying tremolo experiences out there because a lot of times when you play a trem, you dig in with your pick and you get caught in the trough mm-hmm. of like the waveform, and it's almost like you miss the rope and jump rope a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> this yes. is like amp bias trem. So when you dig in, it actually defeats the trem until you kind of back off and then it comes back in. But it's very like gushy. Like it's very like there's like a big sag effect to like a wet fall leaf. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I see. I didn't have a to go back leaf. to the, my analogies. No, a wet fall leaf, Tony. <laughs> I'm well. It's I'm like the one. it's like the middle of the leaves got wet, but the outside is still crunchy. Yeah. So okay, yeah. Man. yeah. So this like is a, like a pile said, of leaves, like a fig Newton, <laughs> right? Similar to that. How did you know I was going to uh, fig Newton? You said this is a, this is a revival <laughs> trim, right? Yeah, it it got rebranded because of some. Uh, issues with another manufacturer i think it's called the deluxe 61 now but i yes, still have okay. the re- original uh, revival trend that is an expensive pedal it is you know what though man their stuff it, it really is in some of my top choices so if you can just like go try it in a store like good luck getting out of that store without trying to figure out what you're going to sell to get it yeah yeah uh that's a lot of money for a travel <laughs> But I mean, to be fair, it's actually like a, it's a deluxe kind of Fender preamp too. And so that is, okay, yeah, you get, that's, that's you get gain that's in it as well. And so that's both. another reason why I paired it with the mini fuzz because you can slam the front of like a Fender deluxe with the fuzz. Yeah. 
and then add trim if you want to, whatever. But that's a lot yeah. of money for a trim. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> that's cricket. Okay, that's what they say over there. <laughs> Just like should that. I should I clap now? <laughs> okay, uh, let's go for number three. All right, I'm going to bring it back to Kingtown here because I do, I uh, I do need a vibe on the board, and so I. Of all the vibes I've tried, I've got the jam retro vibe coming soon to demo, and I'm really excited about that. But right now, the King Tone 1968 vibe is probably number one. And the reason for that is that it's got two vibes in it. And each side has independent chorus or vibrato modes and independent speed and depth. And, and I'm not done here, sorry. Um, okay, take your time. You can it's ramp between, <laughs> you can literally like ramp between the sides. And it'll even ramp between the modes and crossfade them. So one side could be chorus, the other vibrato, slow pulse, shallow versus fast pulse, deep. And you can fake rotary sounds from it. I mean, it's it's wild. Um, Jesse Davey nailed that. And it's not the size of a small country. <laughs> and it doesn't need some weird power adapter. It does need 18 volts, though. But I, I use those Strymon power supplies that come with variable voltage. So it's not an right, issue. Right. Yep. Um. You're racking up quite a bill here, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm clocking you at 1500 so far. For Are you seriously adding you a You have for the one board that can do it all. I mean, so it's well, going to be pricey. Yeah, yeah okay. That's, I got a lot of DMs really from folks on Instagram telling me you're costing me a lot of money. So <laughs> it's not the first time. <laughs> no doubt. Um, okay, let's get, I can't wait to see what you have for number four. <laughs> I, all right, so I'm going to assume my amp has reverb covered in this scenario. So um, the, we're going to do Jam Pedals Delay Llama Extreme. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Yeah. Very I, good. I have we the Delay it? Llama Deluxe. Yeah. Oh, man. It's got a tape mode on it um, as well as a vibrato mode. And I mean, this standard mode, too. But I've really fallen in love with that tape mode with the tape modulation on the repeats. Yeah. Have you played with that? I, di I don't have that one. I got the one... Just before they went for uh, that right. version, it's all red. It's just the three knob. I think it's two buttons, three knobs. One just does sort of like a like a bit of a ramp kind of a thing on it. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, it is it is one of those things. This it sounds crazy when you, when you, when we're talking about it like this. You know, like fall leaves and all that business. But you plug it in and you, and you hear it and you're like, well, damn. Yep. <laughs> that sounds absolutely beautiful. And didn't they just nail the EQ on it? Like it sits, there, a lot of analog delays get really cloudy and really messed up in the mids mm -hmm. around your playing. So you can't use them high mix. They nailed the EQ on this so it sits right. Yeah, so. it is it is a super nice pedal. And uh, that, okay, so wait, the version that you have is the Jam uh, Delay Llama, which one? Extreme with no EX, just X. It sounds like a new Taco Bell um, burrito right. that's going to destroy your <laughs> insides. Right. But the Delay Llama Extreme. Yeah, and that is oddly enough, that's one of the cheaper uh, jam pedals. Is it? It is. Yeah. Well, compared to those um, the custom monstrosities where you can do twelve of their pedals in one enclosure, like, yeah, and they custom paint them. They're they're amazing. Um, so cool. Yeah. So you. You're just well with tax. Well, and, uh, uh, well, and you're going to need your power supply. Yeah, you're right at about two G's for this uh, this board here, bud. Yeah. What about the board too? Don't oh, the board! Oh my yeah. gosh! Well, now at least yeah. a piece of plywood's Oof, twenty bucks. We're going. Man. You're pushing twenty five hundred now. Yeah, this is standard uh, cabling. 
cable standard later. Sean behavior here, man. Come on. Yeah. Well, the, the cables don't cost that much if you use tour gear design. That is true. <laughs> and use the discount. <laughs> and the I'm discount. A, I'll give a shout out. I'm a Caulfield Cables artist. So for those there you go. Or if you're using Caulfield Kaufman, no, I'm not gonna be able to say that. Caulfield Cables. (laughs) Solder, solder, solderly, solderly. Well, I really like the that board that you have, and I gotta say, I would steal it in a second. That's a that's a great board. I mean, that's that covers. I mean, I think your approach to this was very well done because that is something that is you know you. Even if your amp didn't have reverb, you'd sound pretty damn good. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think you could kind of get some slap back going on, and it could sound reverby with a long repeat on the slap. You yep. Know? yep. Yeah. yeah. You have a lot of um, tasteful movement uh, possibilities on that board, I think. Mm, lots of brand. Yeah. <laughs> lots of brand. Uh, right. Not a, not a phrase. <laughs> Is now. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we have got Sean from Edge of Breakup. and Say it I, right. Sean from Edge of Breakup. <laughs> Ooh, that was moody. Nice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're doing one of the things that we like out there, which is talking about gear and showing people, like, what the gear does and getting people excited about gear that maybe either they wouldn't have the opportunity to play, don't know about, or... um, Is that that kind of like demonstrations? (laughs) Well, I don't want to, you know, I I, I don't want to just say demos. You know, it's like, that. I I do think that that kind of um, undercuts... There's a lot that goes into this. So like oh, when, yeah, no, when people I, just yeah. say, you know, demos, it's, it's, it's like cheapens it. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, why don't you kind of give us the, uh, the uh, layman's approach. I don't know anything about your show, Sean. What do you do? <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for the setup. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I started out mostly with photography with this channel and you know, I got I got noticed by some manufacturers who wanted some photography, and then that kind of took off. But then I really wanted to start showcasing my playing side as well. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a graphic designer by trade, so I kind of had the static thing under control. But when it came to like creating video, it was a little bit outside of my skill set. But I, I took the plunge a little while ago, and at first I was like literally just like using Ken Burns effect on my photography and just recording audio over it just to accomplish a little bit of motion, you know, mm-hmm. fake it till you make it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I finally made the jump to create demos about, man, it had to be about three years ago, two and a half years ago now. And it has steadily gotten more and more insane. Um, I'm up to six or seven camera angles now. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's, it's fun. I started calling them director's cuts because I just, I love, almost creating like a little documentary out of it. Yeah. Um, and it, I, another, another theme with my channel that maybe is more of a thesis statement for my channel is that I, I really, the physical and visual uh, design of a pedal really, really matters to me. So it does, I try and put it? that first. Thank you. Well, somebody over on my side over here with that, I appreciate that. <laughs> but going, that being said, matter. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Right, you know, it's then that's good for you if you don't care. But I care. It would drive it, like typography drives me nuts when it's not properly done on pedals and crowded designs and all that stuff. So yep. um, that's kind of a gating factor for my channel. And uh, you know, interestingly, that kind of led me to meet um, Lawrence Petros from LPD Pedals, and mm-hmm. 
he was asking for some help and I was like, man, we got to get you some new clothes, you know, <laughs> let's yeah. talk about doing a little bit of design together. And so I ended up rebranding his company and we've made, done a lot of uh, launches together out there. And so that was my first foray into actually designing pedals, which was, I'd never expected that to happen when I was starting this little endeavor. Um, and, uh, I even did Jay Leonard J you guys know Jay Leonard yeah. J right? Yeah. I mean, what, what, a, what a guitar darling that dude is in yeah. the industry, right? Everyone loves him. Yeah. And I, uh, I tweeted when I left Nam last time with hashtag Nam regrets. And I said, my only regret was I didn't meet Jay Leonard J within two seconds. He appeared like a genie and replied to me. A very <laughs> and happy, was like, hey. nice genie. Maybe he could yeah. be, our, he could be our, would you rather today? Genie today. <laughs> he, hey, he could be if you want to work him in there you do it <laughs> okay i'll work on it jay leonard jay so i ended up doing his branding after we talked for a little while and so if you go look at his videos um i did his logo and a bunch of other stuff so it's been really cool it's it's been kind of multifaceted from graphic design to cinematography to playing and honestly this experience has made me a lot better of a guitar player i just i try and place a lot of emphasis on uh, improvisation and reacting to the pedal in real time i don't write what i'm going to play ahead of time yeah. or uh, I yeah. totally uh, understand that, and I agree with that. Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a two part response to that if you don't mind. If everybody yeah. will bear with me That's for a second, part no, just one. Uh, number one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a paralyzing thing. Actually, that before I started doing the the little one minute wonders um, on Instagram, which are look, I mean, you're doing, you know freaking Scorsese stuff compared to what I'm doing. Um, but we're back to the last waltz. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, exactly. but, uh, you know, going, okay, I got this pedal. I don't know what, like, I'm going to have to figure out to, it, it, it. Honestly, it made me not want to do it because yeah. I, I didn't want to, I was just like, man, if I put myself there, everybody's just going to freaking trash me. I'm going to get lambasted on this, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, I'd do that. They're going to trash you even if you do they, well. They, just... they might. They, they they probably do. Yes, behind my back for sure. If, if I could figure out how to use Instagram, I would I would trash yes, you. Yes, you probably would. <laughs> but what I did was, to your point, instead of trying to say, I'm going to make this, I, I, I honestly just plug in and just start playing. And like whatever the whatever the piece of gear is sort of like wanting to do, I yeah. do try to really just go with that. Yeah. Well, and th there are some great channels that are doing covers of like huge songs, right? And, yeah. And, and they're not just like jamming a pedal into that song and being like, oh, this is how we're going to play it. It's like, no, they're choosing, they're really curating their sounds. And yeah. I respect that too. And then you got like William John Bennett III doing awesome memes. And for me, it's more like, this is almost like meditation for me. Like when I come in and, sit down with a piece of gear. Sometimes I don't even realize it's been 25 minutes in some yeah. cases, you know, and yeah, I might well, spend, you know I'm not going to spend 25% of the time on the tape mode and then 25% of the digital mode. It's like whatever draws me in, I'm going to show you that, yep. you know? Yep. Totally understand. Um, and so the second part of that, I was, had been watching, I think I mentioned this before, but I was watching, um, the Gibson, uh, TV channel on, uh, YouTube, uh, mostly just well i don't even know why i'm curious you know i love seeing all the people's guitars collections and all that stuff but i was watching the dweezil zappa one i am not a zappa fan okay so check that out and check that on something that like don't like strats i'm not don't don't want to own a dog <laughs> and i don't i'm not a zappa guy but dweezil has a, a first of all he seems to be a very charming awesome dude and uh 
he's got this pretty fantastic guitar collection. One of the things that he was talking about when he was going through some of these is really reacting to what the guitar and or pedals want to do. So he did a bunch of pedal combinations and he was, he was talking about how um, he would, he would put these things together and get these really radical sounds, not knowing what was going to come out of it, but then just saying, I'm going to let this shape the thing that I'm going to create instead of thinking that you're going to create something using a tool that you're choosing. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, and, and I appreciated that and I related it because a lot of his, his pedals and guitars, I mean, they're making crazy, crazy, crazy noises. And some of the technology that he's putting into his guitars, like his father did, I, it's just like, what, how did you come to this conclusion? And it's really kind of, it's just inspiring. It's, and it's cool to hear a different perspective uh, on something that you think that you understand. Yeah, I saw that episode. It was wild. The the a lot of modded guitars yeah. in the Zappa collection. Yeah, and that that's 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 what I mean. So we, you saw that, and you know the the one that he had where it was uh, uh, it was after the microtonal. Half of the fretboard was microtonal, and the other half wasn't. It was just like <laughs> whatever. But then the second one, the the board was the the fretboard was split down the middle as far as fretted and unfretted. So the Man. first three strings are fretted. The last three are not fretted. And he was using a Sustaniac to play this guitar. And it sounded awesome. And it wow. would and it didn't sound like, oh, I know exactly what it's gonna sound like. So he's <laughs> saying, whatever this sound is making, I'm gonna make a song based on what this guitar now can do. That's I think that's really, really inspiring. Yes. Thank Absolutely you, Tony. agree. Yes. <laughs> Tony, yes. Yeah. I, with style, with the way I play, that's one thing that came out of this channel was like, I definitely feel like I have a style now that's like materialized over the last couple of years. And I do think it is helpful to the end viewer that you already know how I sound maybe. And so what you're hearing is like the pedal on top of what you're already familiar with. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I do also, because like I'm not, a fantastic player and this i'm the first true. one to admit this i'm a hack but both you guys see i see what you're doing over there <laughs> <laughs> um he's not so i have to play within like what i what i like to play that's the other thing i, I don't want to say oh cool i'm gonna make this sound like something i would never play because it's not gonna feel right and it's not gonna i i, I think that'll come through so i i play things within my realm of like i I'm going to let this kind of shape something that I might be familiar with or, or like I could do. And I wish I could like, you know, I, maybe I wish, maybe I don't wish, maybe I don't care. <laughs> maybe doing like all this other crazy stuff that, uh, you know, I don't know. But anyways, I understand what you're saying. That's my point. Well, that, you know, playing to your wheelhouse is ultimately a pretty relatable move for people because the audience out there is, is, is all over the skill set, And like, you can feel sure that no matter how, how advanced you are, or what stage you're at, all you can hear in your own playing is your own flaws. Yeah. Usually. Too true. And so I, I feel that way about my playing. And I think the, the more dialed in you get, the more nuanced you feel about yeah. <laughs> that gap that you'd like to close. Fair so. play. Yeah. So, 
how did you find yourself in the guitar world? Like, is this just always been a thing or? I think I've been playing for 28 years and, you know, I played bands like when I was coming up in high school and stuff, but then I kind of went into like an acoustic stage where I just, I didn't understand why I didn't sound the way I wanted to sound. And in that era, you know, that was like, what, in the early 2000s, there was no That Pedal Show yet to actually enlighten us. And they, I have to say, they really changed my life. Like, I got to give it to Mick and Dan. Uh, They built such an amazing thing. And I, it wasn't until about 2017 that I just went to Nam because a friend got me a pass just to go check it out. And I fell down a very, very steep hill in 2017. <laughs> and I think the first pedal I bought, like, so I went from buying a Sound Tank Ibanez Flanger in like, you know, in high school and not touching pedals until I bought a Strymon Deco that year at mm, Nam. That's a great pedal. Yeah, fun one to jump back in with. And then before I knew it, it was like, Oh man! It, Before it, you knew it, it, you had a two thousand dollar four pedal board. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little obsessive. I could do. I got. I got several boards to be honest, and none of them have four pedals only. So yeah, yeah it's. I'm a little nuts about it, but um, you know, I think there are worse hobbies to be into. But maybe I can prove that wrong. Maybe this is is the worst, <laughs> the best midlife crisis ever. So yeah, yeah. understand, understandable. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you: uh, when you like, who are some of your musical influences that that got you into loving guitar oh man i think i think i got to start with like radiohead and when i was coming up in high school in the 90s i um actually this is middle school my friend on a whim i think like high and dry had just come out the ben's tour was happening Mm -hmm. and he got me tickets and like full on like his mom took us in their minivan right and i'm standing there outside (laughs) san francisco like what am i doing here and then I saw Johnny play, oh, you know, man. the ascending riff on Just and like the pitch shifting of my iron lung and like all the sound effects behind Bulletproof. And I was just like, I don't know what I was doing before this, but I'm a different person now. <laughs> like it just really changed me. And it wasn't long until I was putting paper out money at that point into buying my first Telecaster not long after that. Yeah. And that's the guitar I played until I was, um, until that Nam trip, pretty much, to be honest. So they were really formative for me. Besides that, Jimi Hendrix, very fond memories of my dad opening the record cabinet that still had baby proofing from when we were little on it and showing me all the vinyl for the first time uh-huh. and being like, man, look at this. So he had like smash hits by Hendrix and like Rainbow Bridge. And you know. and so I, I just, I remember feeling so passionate about Hendrix and he, he, I didn't. I assumed it was newer than when Hendrix came out because the way it sounded, mm. it's timeless, you know. So, wow. What What were some of the things that you kind of got stuck on, like when you were coming up? Would you were you like, oh, amps? I got it figured out. I know what this does. Guitars. Yeah, no problem. I understand it. Like, was there anything in particular that you just really couldn't wrap your head around that maybe held you back? Yeah, I think for me, bridge pickups didn't make any sense. Um, and especially Telecaster bridge pickups. I think I was trying to sound like Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, <laughs> not realizing that he plays like lace sensor, which are effectively like a humbucking sounding pickup on a Tele Plus from the 80s. And so I was trying to get a standard a 50th anniversary 96 Telecaster to sound like that. And, you know, you really need. 
I, I just don't think Fender's wiring in the 90s was very good at that price point. And in my head, I had spent the money and I had bought the instrument of my dreams, but not realizing that there were so much better guitars to probably buy, but probably out of my price range. So it wasn't until I got into like Nash guitars at a certain point that I realized, okay, Lawler pickups, orange drop caps, like the right wiring, the right wood. And this is how a Telecaster is actually supposed to sound without dropping, you know, seven G's on a custom shop. So my ears went up. I heard Lawler. Yeah. You're a Lawler fan. Huge. I've got them in like everything yep. except for my vintage stuff. Strat, and, Tele, yep. P90s, and humbuckers, yeah. Have you played the El Reos? I just did a demo on those. You and, know, and I saw wow. that, and I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah? I, I No, I haven't tried that yet because, you know, it seems like kind of a uh, unique niche thing. Um, it, so describe it. Is it somewhere between a humbucker and a single coil? Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, I think... I don't know if this is their actual marketing copy on it, but it, it's kind of like a humbucker for single coil lovers. And I sit squarely in the single coil camp, but I'm really pushing myself to get into humbuckers. So I did a series of SG videos where I went from Gibson Burstbuckers through Seymour Duncan Antiquities, through uh, the Fralin Pure PAFs, which were great. But I think at the end of the day, there's just a little too much compression and mm-hmm. muddiness in humbuckers for me to really get what I personally want from them. And the second I plugged in the El Reos and got the height right on them, it just was so open and woody. And really, my kids are slamming on the door. So sorry if you hear that. It's quite <laughs> all right. We do hear them. <laughs> <laughs> See, the noise gate, not that powerful. Like, Daddy's in a meeting. Like, Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I, it's really I, I, hard to describe for me. Like, I don't have exact EQ ratings of where the scoops and dips are. But it was the first time I plugged in a humbucker and was like, I don't feel like I need to re-EQ the amp. And like having it on the bridge and the neck, I don't feel like I have to EQ to one or the other and I can't win. See, you know? yeah, and to me, like, um, you know, I like humbuckers and a lot of different guitars and everything, but um, like semi-hollow bodies to me, I've always... I've always really preferred semi-hollow bodies with P90s because the humbuckers just get so big because it's you know, yeah. resonating and everything. And those El Reos might be a really cool use. I think know. I think they're probably more in the realm of Filtertrons. See, I don't have any experience with those. They're either. very low output. Yeah, they're like low, three low or output. 4K. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, it's just like a super underwound yeah. humbucker. And uh, But yeah, I think that Filtertrons kind of fit into that fit area too because too. they're... Um, they tend to be a little brighter. and uh, now, now, those being a little different design, though, those will have a certain tonality of their own, right? The Filtertrons. Filtertrons versus... definitely have a okay. yeah, sound of their own. So sidestep. I'm just thinking it's in closer in that realm to Outfit. like a true hub, true humbucker. I wish I could say I, I'm on inexperienced with the, that style so far, but I'd love to try them. I eventually want to play all the Lawlers. I mean, I've been very blown away by their quality. So, so. to back up a second, you said you did a series of videos that had you went through a bunch of different humbuckers yeah to be honest oh, that's i am um, awesome I'm i was a little bit drunk with power because i finally <laughs> learned how to mod <laughs> how to mod guitars and solder recently and you know normally you have to like take it to a tech and wait two weeks and get it back and then you can't a b the sound because it's been two weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be able to do it yourself i'm a little hooked on it so yeah i went through four models of humbuckers on my um it was like a off the shelf Sweetwater SG. Shout out to Sweetwater Rep, who probably call me off for this because I mentioned him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
that was kind of the end of my journey. And coincidentally, I think I'm going to keep those in there. But I am talking to Lambertones about getting some of their Kramas to try. So I'm looking forward to being wrong about this set, maybe, and, mm. and see what else is out there. Yeah. Very cool. I'm going to go back and watch those videos. Oh, thanks. They're all in a little collection on my YouTube page and on a shelf together. So check Very it out. Cool. Now, Jason Excellent. also makes, uh, he calls them Lollertrons, which are basically mm-hmm. um, Filtertrons in a, in a humbucker casing. He does some cool stuff yeah. where, yeah, he puts a, a humbucker into this or a single coil into yeah. yeah. I actually have a, a video on that, too. They have a series called the Novel Series, and they're all humbucker route size, but they do P90s, Charlie Christian. Right. Yep. And uh, and I have to say, my newest obsession probably is the gold foils. So they do a gold foil, and I, I pop that into my um, – I have a Prisma Sunset um, offset, kind of a reverse Jazzmaster thing. Yep. And – you know, I, I had Lawler Imperial humbuckers in that, and um, those are great, the low wine ones. Mm-hmm. But it was like when I popped these gold foils in, it just was like, oh, this is actually what was supposed to happen here. So mm, cool. Really recommend those. Well, well speaking of guitars, you have a, n- a number of very cool guitars on your Instagram feed. Uh, Thank you. What's your number one? Man, it's getting hard these days. <laughs> um, so, how about your number one, two, and three? Sure. I think for the frequency of like seeing them across most of the demos, I I play a blue Nash Strat with Lawlers and I've got the King Tone switch in that so that your secondary tone knob becomes um, six different levels of kind of, I don't know, it's like almost a treble bleed darkness on it Mm. and different customizable treble bleeds. So that's probably the one that I play the most. Um, But I recently got a Frank Brothers uh, arcade with... uh, low wind 50s wine p90s i think they call them mm-hmm. lollers and that thing is just incredible I, I threw a bigs bean at the end and they the frank brothers were so nice to add it for me at the end and do some checking on the surface so mm-hmm. i think that's really up there um and then i gotta mention that that, that prisma sunset again so frank brothers uh that was episode 100 for us 100 oh, nice. 100 which is a long 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 time ago uh and again, so took a chance on us because even then, uh, you know, uh, and they were the they were super nice. super nice, super nice. Yeah, they're like, well, you had Benson, I might as well do it at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, it was. Um, I think that their yeah their guitars are like absolutely beautiful. Which uh, which Bigsby did you have them put on? You know, um, I didn't really understand the choice of which Bigsby's you can do, but they did the due diligence for me. They got me the one that doesn't rely on the peg holes. Or sorry, no, the pegs where you slip over the guitar string hole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, this is actually a through post. So you just feed the string through it. It's so much easier to restring than yeah. the standard Bigsby style with the spike. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've gotten used to doing, you know, the original style with the spike. Yep. But it's, it can, in a live situation, it's just unbearable. Yeah, I, I know we're not supposed to put curse on this podcast, so it's a good thing I'm not restringing a standard big <laughs> <laughs> Could be worse. Could be a 12-string Rickenbacker. So <laughs> what's true. number three? Number three. Um, you know, right now I'm pretty obsessed with, uh, I picked up two vintage Gibsons last year, and I for the first time I've done anything vintage at all. Um, but I, have, I picked up a 67 330 with original P90s in it, and... You know, everyone always talks like, I think it's like kind of like cool points to say, oh, I love to play guitar on plug. I, I play more on plug than I do in an amp. But this is the first guitar I legitimately am like, this sounds awesome on plug. Mm, yeah. Yep. Um, 
it does run away with feedback because it is a fully hollow body and the P90s are, you know, vintage and unpotted, I'm assuming. I haven't opened it up, but that is quite a, quite a yeah, guitar. They, they, I don't think they, I don't think Gibson ever potted their P90s, did they? Yeah. I don't know. Have you, have you guys had times where you, you, you wanted the guitar and you, you could sense you were close to getting it, but the deal could go, it could fail, you know, <laughs> and this was about 12 hours of agonizing uh, sales process, trying to make sure that was going to happen. And when it happened, I was like, man, so lucky. That would have been a really heartbreaking story. Did you get it from a store or you got it from private? It was a Craigslist find locally. Oh, oh, and wow. I went to look at like a 2012 SG, nothing, nothing crazy, right? And then when I got there, it was one of those things where he's like, hey, you want, you want to see what else I have? And who says no to that? Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, and then he's like, oh, yeah, 67, 330. Unless it's okay, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> just be cool. No, <laughs> no thanks. No sudden movements. When, yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, anyway he's, he's a cool dude. I'm friends with him now. But um, that's, yeah. that's cool. I actually, I know what you mean. And we were, I can't remember what it was. A real, it was an early episode. Uh, but... I was, uh, I was. Oh, you know, it was. Um, I think it was with Metaverse. It was one of the ones with Metaverse, and um, I, I was. We were just about to start, and I was looking, and I see this. Um, I see this listing, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" And then he's <laughs> like, "Hey, let's go! We'll, I'm ready for the show." So we start going it, and I and I was saying like, "Hey, everybody, it's me!" And I'm I'm furiously texting. Trying to get trying to get this guy on Craigslist to meet me at Target, like down the block from where <laughs> I was re- recording, and um, and I was like, oh my gosh, if this this is gonna get snatched up so fast, it's stupid. And uh, in the middle of the show, I got ding and says, yeah, I can meet you there in half an hour. And I say, Priorities. I left the podcast halfway through to race down to Target to get this uh, Hagstrom Viking uh, for oh the Viking stupid. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Like, I, I can't even say how stupid it is. And it was beautiful. It's black. <laughs> but did Viking. it smell bad, though? Because no, that's the important part. it smelled glorious. It smelled like winning. <laughs> so I brought that back, and I was like, so anyways, let's back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he was all cool about it. I told him after so that we didn't get sidetracked on on my stuff. I wanted to make sure that we covered off his stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the thrill of when you find something... Actually, that happened with that the uh, uh, the Concord, uh, the the Sound City Concord that I just mm, got. Yeah, mm. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me!" If you left right now, this show to close a deal, I would hold the show down for you because I I'm that kind of friend. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. Yeah, well done, well done. Yeah, well, Sean, dude, it's been super fun talking to you about this, all this great stuff. I would love to have you back on again in the future, and um, anytime that you, anytime that you feel like, hey. I'd love to jump on and just shoot the poop, you know? Or, Again, not a phrase, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Trade, you guys so much. Trademark, really- Todd. Yeah. Well, we got a few things before we oh, go. Yeah, you're not they going are, anywhere. They aren't exactly parting gifts, um, but uh, uh, we, we do have some fun uh, on the way out. Um, sure, sure. So uh, we are gonna we're gonna head on over. We're we're driving past. We're in the El Camino. We're driving past Jared's house. Because uh, those lights are off and there's nobody <laughs> home. So we're going to keep going. Bup, bup, Go bup, ahead, bup, Tony. Bup, bup. You know, Todd, at this point of the show, there's a segment we call Would You Rather? Uh-huh. 
You should have just said it like in the other segment, but that's okay. Let's go. Yeah. Mm. Would you rather? <laughs> Would you rather? Yes, that's what it's called. Perfect. This one is from our good friend Bruce Bacon. Yes. Every time I say his name, I get hungry. Uh, Bruce Bacon. Mmm. Delicious. What? Bruce writes to us and said, Knobs, you have a chance to be in a twin guitar British glam tribute band complete with outfits. Ooh. Mmm. Both guitarists have vintage Marshall JMPs and matching cabs. Guitarist A plays a closet queen, 1972 Gibson Les Paul Deluxe Gold Top, and plugs straight into the amp. No pedals, no nothing. One chord into amp. There are no effects because you have to wear four-inch platform boots. Okay. Four inches. All right. That could be dangerous, could especially be. with pedals. Mm -hmm. Guitarist B... Plays a very worn Univox high, high Flyer Phase 2 and uses a vintage Dallas treble boost and a real Echoplex, but you have to wear an orange cape and X-ray glasses. Okay. Which glam guitarist would you choose to be? Ooh, Cheers, Bruce golly, Bacon. That's a great question. Um, okay. So, Guitarist A yeah. is a vintage, vintage 72 Gibson Les Paul Deluxe. Yep. That is in a gold top. Yeah. And that is uh, the one when they first started uh, putting the mini humbuckers in. Right. Um, no pedals. No pedals. Well, what, what did it, uh, what amp? Did it say an amp? They're both JMPs. They're both JMPs. Okay. Marshall JMPs. Gotcha. Yes. Um, so, you got your you got your bases covered with No, they're not. The other one is, oh, no, you're right. They're both JMPs. Yeah. Guitarist B is a Univox, Univox high, flyer, high Flyer, which is uh, like a Moserite. Semi-Moserite. Yeah. <laughs> um, think, think Kurt Cobain. Guitarist B has a vintage Dallas Arbiter treble boost, mm -hmm. a real Echoplex, and you have to wear an orange cape and x-ray specs. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Tony, you're going to go ahead, then we're going to go to Rob... And then to Sean, and then I will follow up. Well, just for fun, I mean, ordinarily, I'm 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 a guitar plug straight into the amp kind of guy, so I would have no problem with option A. But I think it would be more fun to have the high flyer with the treble boost and a real echoplex. Gotta love a real echoplex. Mm -hmm. But I'm especially attracted to the orange cape. And X-ray specs. I get it. I get it. <laughs> like he's like, yeah, the gear's cool, but come on. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Okay. Were the X-ray specs supposed to be like a downside? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, that's... Well, just, yeah. it, it, the X-ray specs are just kind of like... Is that like imagining the audience in their underwear, I guess? I, I guess I, you well, could see. You, it, get, you can see through clothes with those uh, X-ray glasses. You, you, you can, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Just everybody, you cannot. I, I read it in a comic book ad. Yeah. It's got to be true. Okay. So, uh, Rob, what are you doing? Easy. Choice A. Okay. So, gold top straight in. Yep. Yep. Even though it's a deluxe? Yeah. You don't mind those mini no. humbuckers? No. no. No, it's a little different time, but it's cool. It's yeah. Actually. Single coily. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to say. I, I'd almost kind of. 
prefer that. Yeah. Okay. The only thing better would be if it had, you know, El Rios or P90s. But are you, how are you going <laughs> to do with those back. four inch heels? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll well, practice the, before the, the show. Univox, the High Flyers got P90s in, right? Yeah, P90 style. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, let's see. Sean, how about yourself? Man, I think you had me with the treble booster on that one. Mm. But uh, the Echoplex is just bonus. And I don't really care about the outfit. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am going to have to go with, um, I, I this, see that that's hard because I re, I do like the P90s and I do like all the effects, but. Well, there's I'm, not that many effects. I'm going to be playing Fox on the Run with Sweet. Mm. So I'm going to go with Choice A and go straight in. Big giant boots with the with the gold top. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So we're two and two. So we're two and two. two, and two. That's When's good. When's the last time that's happened? It, maybe never. <laughs> yeah, possibly that. never. Usually I'm on an island by myself. That's true. Because I'm kind of a weirdo. Yes. All right, so we got a few people to thank really quick. Yes, Todd, because at this point of the show, which normally follows the Would You Rather... We thank a special group of people. These are our executive producers. Now, you might be wondering what's an executive producer. Well, let's just say it's a person that makes the podcast possible. How do you become one? Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. And uh, there's only one P in Patreon, by the way. Yeah. Um, in what was that? I don't know. Oh my goodness! I was checking emails in the home. Wait. Was that my house? I can't yeah. tell. No, I think like, it was. It no, no, no. Was, it was Rob. It was Chef A. <laughs> it was me. Anyhow, check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this podcast. That's right. Support our show. Each level comes with a great bevy of thank you gifts, but as an executive producer, you get all the good stuff. And there's one thing more, Rob. Get to have your name read on the thing. You get to have your name read on the thing, and that is what I'm going to do now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, Drew Lopez, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Gary Cooper, Jason Rausch, McAdee, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalaro, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, John Anglin, Tom Brazen, John Sluhan, Rusty Sneeden, Rolf Gottschalk from Wonderful audio technology, David Poe, and this week two count them two new executive producers. Yes. Welcome, 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 Mr. Don Kloss and Mr. Gregory Randall. Right on. Thank you so much for supporting our great show. Wait everybody. a second, there, Todd. No. You always interrupt me. I'm sorry. We have another special group of executive producers. These are the top of the heap, if you will. Mm. We like to call them our grand poobahs. 
Yes, you're right. That's correct. <laughs> I was just checking. <laughs> I was just checking. Yeah. Make uh-huh. sure it's correct. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a grand poopa, you get a special fez to wear while listening to the podcast. Yeah, you actually do get a fez. We send you a fez. We do send you a fez. Yeah, with a lot of other and really great stuff. And lots of cool stuff. I, I, I don't even want to talk about the cool stuff. I'm, and by the way, speaking of one of the cool things that we're going to be giving away is one of these uh, books from Lisa S. Johnson. The Immortal Axe. Oh, signed oh, by I saw the post. Peter yeah. Frampton. Oh, signed by Susie Quattro. Oh my. And signed by Lisa S. Johnson. Uh, can I sign up for that? It is really cool. Yeah, are we eligible? No. <laughs> See how it works. Hmm. So special, 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 special thanks to these grand poobas. Tom Emanescu, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups. Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robinson, Jonathan Jerusik, also known as 12th Hour Devices, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant. Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. Rat King. And this week we have a new Grand Pooba, Eddie Serratos. Yes. Welcome aboard, Eddie. Municipal Water HOI on the uh, on the Instagram. Oh, that's H-O-I. right. Yeah. Yeah. The laser I know some of those folks. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we can't say thank you enough, uh, so we try to do it every single week, multiple times. Uh, truly, thank you so much. And, um, uh, you know, it, by the way, uh, all those builders out there, if you're a builder or listening, if you've got your own brand or whatever, and you want to get uh, any of your swaggy bits into these packages that we send out, <laughs> to, <bits. laughs> send out to the patrons, please let us know, because we would love to include... Whatever you are working on, um, and any kind of you know little stickers and pics and all that good stuff yeah. out to the people who are supporting the show, the community and your brands and products. So uh, thank you so much. All right, Sean, where can people find all the things that you do? Oh, thanks. Yeah, um, make sure to check out Instagram.com/slash Edge of Breakup, and then uh, search YouTube for Edge of Breakup. You should be able to find me, along with every video for guitars that has mentioned the phrase Edge of Breakup. So brilliant, nice. All right, and Rob, where can people find you? Instagram, Mad Cow Amplification, and Facebook. And uh, I'm going to open up a TikTok account tonight. Maybe a don't do it. Only fans is that what it's called? No, you're not, one of those you dirty bird. <laughs> you put in money and yeah, you no. see Anyways. what you get back. Can I can I give them your cell number? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah, if I'm you want to see I'm some really cool address, amp Tony. stuff, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. And you want to have an idea of the things that do go right and mostly wrong with amps and yeah. how and um and what to look out for. Check out his channel because really you call good. Call it raging Rob. Ra- yeah, Rob's Rob's, Rob's rage of the week. Rob's rampage. You know. Rob's, we should make that a segment. Rob's rage. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tony, how about yourself? Go over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the wares that I have available for sale online. A lot of what I do is custom work, so shoot me an email. Let me know what you want, what you need, what you're trying to do, and I might even have some good advice for you, but I'll take good care of you. Yeah, for sure. you got great uh, products out there, too. Man. I got Moxie. You do. Uh, you can send me 
and email Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can uh, DM me at guitarnobs on Instagram, and we would love to hear your would you rather's, your and and just all the other stuff that uh, you want to share with us. Just say hi. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much to Sean from Edge of Breakup for sharing his time and uh, making some really fantastic content content for all of us guitar lovers out there. Thank you, Sean. Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Been a blast. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe! Yeah! Big hot poops Thing, and stuff, I, man. I don't know. Let's, let's just do it without them. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do you the show. You guys can have your own We're dog gonna show. Do, <laughs> We're going to do the show without you. <laughs> well, it could be worse. could be a cow. Tony Blonsky over oh, here. Oh, yes. Um, pick Guardian. From Edge of Breakout. Oh, That's how you have to say it, too. <laughs> we can send you a sample of that. Tony, what did you have Did I clip this? it? Did yeah, I clip you're, it? Oh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're in the red there. You know, other people have to use that mic, you schmo. That's normally my mic. What do you... So, don't you have a generator? <laughs> Leave it alone. He, okay. wasn't the, he wasn't touching it, but you know how you hate, like, breathing and noises? Yeah. Because he's down there with a the bone just... Yeah, no, it's, that's awesome. I love that. I'm recording... Well, I'm glad I got the B-sides. Thank you. Yes. I don't think there was... 1972, was there a gold top, Les Paul? What the hell? That's left field. I don't know. But I like it. What? I'm editing your horrible writing. I didn't write just, it. Just oh. mute his mic. I'm not that guy that knows what finishes. No, Jared would know. And Jared, I know what that is. Ask me. Jared ask me. Yeah. <laughs> 72 Les Paul gold top. I don't think they I had gold know. tops in 72. Text Jared. You know, uh, Rob, okay. let's just start yeah, our own what? podcast right now. I've had enough okay. of this. Amateur. You have some duct tape? You just <laughs> tape them to the chair and push them in the corner? <laughs> Uh, the dog just peed on the pole. You should pee on the base. I mean... Let me have a little bit of this. You didn't even do it right. Let me have a little bit of this. I don't even think How, it was Do English. I have to write this on a cue card for you clowns? <laughs> what is it supposed to be? <laughs> Let me get a little bit of this. How no, many episodes see, now Jared is going to eat you alive for that one. I mean, he would anyways. Rob, you want to do it? Nope. You. <laughs> Rob doesn't like anything. He, he everybody thinks I don't like I anything. Don't like. He hates everything. So uh, there is a '72 gold top, but it's a Les Paul Deluxe gold mm. top with the mini humbuckers. Well, at least Rob didn't pee on the pole. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna do a podcast. Well, we're just oh, so, oh, sorry. Yes. Well, you know, come on, come on. Sean doesn't have all night for this nonsense. Why Big is hot poops. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.